Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Mary Ann. Wednesday, everybody. We're bringing to you, I should say, another episode of When Ghosts Speak. Marianne, hopefully you've got a, a fun story to kind of combat the crummy February weather we're having. Mm, not so much fun, but well, at least get an answer. Let's put it that way. Always <laughs> <laughs> staying in good company of the weather, at least. Right? I, I know. Yeah, let's just keep it crabby. So... <laughs> I got a call from a local police department and the detective that called I had worked with before and on a few cases and we had success. Uh, let's just call him Jim. And he said, when you have some time, I would like you to come to the office and work on a cold case. He said, ah, this case just bugs me. And I said, okay. And he said, uh, I said, you still realize that when a person first dies and it's a victim, that it's easier for me when, you know, before they're buried. He said, yeah, he says, but I didn't think this was going to be that involved. And he said, but, you know, maybe you can still figure out what's going on. I said, sure. So the following week, I met him in his office and I sat down and Jim opened up a box that had. Donna's name on it. This is the victim, her ID number for her death. And turns out four years ago, Donna disappeared. She was 19. The pictures was a very, very pretty blue eyed blonde, tall, slim. There's no doubt in my mind. She looked like a gorgeous model to me. She was really, really pretty. And I went through everything that was in the box and I had a couple questions. I said, what about her boyfriend? And he, Jim said, no, his alibi was really solid. He, but he is a member of a rough crowd. Um, and his street name is Boxer. I said, Boxer, like a boxer or like the dog Boxer? And he said, well, both. He's, he acts like a dog most of the time, and he does box. I went, oh, great. Okay. And apparently after Donna met him, she would stay away for two or three days at a time. She started drinking, started doing drugs, not heavy drugs, just weed and pot and that kind of stuff. She had graduated from high school, but she had dropped out of college after she met Boxer. I asked Jim. Uh, I said, you are positive about his alibi. He said, absolutely. He, he didn't even know. No, no, he had nothing to do with it. I said, okay. He said, but her parents were also a little aggravated because he was 30 years old and she was only 19. So they didn't like the big age difference too. And there were a bunch of interviews to look at and from other guys that were in this rough crowd. They all had animal names, which I thought was really strange. And um, there was, 
interviews from Boxer's parents in it. And as I'm reading the reports from the interview with Boxer's parents, I'm getting a really weird feeling. I asked Jim if he had any thoughts about Boxer's parents. They had actually said to him, she really didn't fit in with the family, lifestyle, our community. And they were not sad that she ran away. That's what they told him, that she ran away. And I asked Jim if Donna's parents knew that he was calling me. And he said, yes, absolutely. They will do anything. They want to know what happened, what went on. I told Jim I want to talk to Donna's parents and see what's going on in the house. Nobody has had a dream of her in the last four years. And maybe she's still hanging out in the house. And of course, she could be with Boxer, too, for that matter. So I didn't know, but I needed to go talk to them. So Jim called and Debbie, her 18-year-old sister, answered the phone. And she called mom and said, in the last four years, no one has had a dream. And Donna was listening. And I said, this means two things. I said, She's not in your house now, but there is residue in your house from a female energy. I said, I'm going to guess that it's probably Donna. And she said, okay. And so I said, I want, this is what I want you to do. I asked Dolores, Donna's mom, to ask all of her friends, all of her relatives, all of Donna's friends to put a note out on the dining room table, a note on the refrigerator, a note on the bathroom mirror. Donna, would you please go to your mom's house at two o'clock on Saturday with the date? And Donna's mom said, what's that going to do? And I said, well, if she's visiting everybody, she's going to see the note at some point and show up at your house at two o'clock and we can just ask her what the heck happened. And she said, and you think that'll work? And I said, yeah, I said, it's worked before. So what we can try. I mean, I don't know how to call a ghost. It has to be there. And she said, okay. So then she said, should I leave a note for, should I call Boxer's parents too and tell them to leave a note? I said, no, for some reason, I really don't want them there. I said, but we'll, we'll just work with what we've got. If we need to call them in at some point, we can do that. So at the appointed date and time, I went to Dennis' parents' house and Jim was there also. I definitely wanted him there. And I was surprised there was about 25 people there. And I, I really wasn't happy about that. They didn't have to show up. All I needed them to do was put out the note. But my error, I never said they didn't have to come. I just should have said that. I can assure you from this point on, that is always on there. No, just do the note. Don't come. We are going forward, right? Like, like, that's <laughs> exactly right. So Dolores said, let me introduce you and Jim to everyone that is here. And we both said at the same time, no, we don't not we don't need to know who these people are. And I know what would happen. 
you know, that's Aunt May over there. Well, this is my opinion. I didn't need any of that. And no introduction, just sit and please be very calm and quiet. And Donna was there. I said to Donna's mother, I said, is Boxer here? Because there were some young people there. And she said, no, he's not. But his parents are. I said, oh, you did call them and tell them to leave a note? She said, no, I did not. But somebody told them. And they're here. And I said, okay. So I said, okay, let's start. And I said, Donna was there. She was happy about seeing some of these people. Some she was not. And Donna said she met Boxer at the club the day before she disappeared or two days before she disappeared. And he got her and himself a drink from the bar. And Boxer drank his and asked why she wasn't drinking her drink. And she said, I told him I was pregnant. I said, oh, well, about this point, Dolores, <laughs> Donna's mother, wasn't too happy to hear that. And I, I, she said, surprise, the first thing he said, oh, no, wait till my mother finds out. He, I thought, what a weird thing to say. I was expecting great news, boy or girl, we should have waited. Uh, maybe you need to get an abortion, but never about his mother. Why would he say something about his mother? And I said, Boxer, I'm sure my parents aren't going to be happy about this either. And he said, yeah, but you really don't know my mother. And she said, okay. He said, I'm an only child. And my mother always, always wanted me to marry Carmen, her best friend's daughter. And Donna said, wait a minute. Wasn't that your old girlfriend that you lived with for two years? And he said, yeah, till I met you. I said, oh, okay then. I said, so you sort of took Boxer away from Carmen. And she said, I didn't tell him to leave her. It was his idea. And I said, okay. So I knew why Boxer's parents were not sad that Donna was gone. And I stayed with Boxer that night. And the next day we went to his parents' house and told them about the baby. Big mistake, she said. Put it up for adoption. Have an abortion. Don't ruin your and Boxer's life by having a baby now. And Boxer never stood up for me. He never said anything. He should have stood up for me and the baby, but he didn't. She said, and I, I don't know. She says, I felt sad about that. Donna said, I never told my parents. Boxer said, we should wait till his parents calmed down before we told anyone else. I said, okay. About a week later, Inez, who is Boxer's mother, called and said, this is probably a blessing. Boxer is already 30, but I want to tell my mother, Boxer's grandmother, but not over the phone. She's older, and I want to be there to see what her reaction is. And Donna said, I, she understood that. So then Inez said, you know, I have a great idea. 
why don't you come with me? And you can meet grandma. And it's a four-hour drive. We'll stay overnight. And we'll come home the next day. And Inez said, I don't like the drive by myself in the mountains area. But it's really pretty. And it's so green this time of year. It'll be a nice little getaway. Donna said, you know, I didn't really want to cause any more friction between the two of us. And I said, sure, why not? So I never told Boxer I was going with his mother. I never told my parents I was going with his mother. We left the next day about 10 o'clock in the morning, and it was a beautiful drive. And Boxer's grandmother was not real happy about the news, but she didn't take it as bad as Inez did. Now, as I'm repeating what Donna is saying, at least most of it, Inez stands up in this crowd of 25 people and said, I'm glad Donna's gone. This family is crazy talking to dead people. She says, how ridiculous are you all? And her and her husband walked out. When she was leaving, she said she would never, ever believe anything that came out of this discussion that we were having and that there was no way she believed Donna was there, which is fine. That's her opinion. That's okay. So Donna continued with her story. We had breakfast the next day, stayed for about an hour, and we left. After about 20 minutes, I started feeling woozy, and my stomach felt funny. I really thought I was going to barf, and I told Inez that maybe she should stop the car, and she said, yeah, there's a lookout up a little farther that's beautiful. She says, let's pull in there. Maybe the fresh air will do you good. So... She got me, she helped me out of the car, and now I was really dizzy. And she was trying to hold on to me, but it was hard. I'm 5'8. Inez is only five foot. And it was a little bit hard for her to try to steady me. But we were standing at the rail looking down, and and, and I was actually holding onto the rail really tight because I really felt dizzy. I don't know what happened after that. I saw my body smashed on the rocks. I knew I was dead. But when my spirit went up to the lookout, she was gone. She was nowhere around. It turns out that the coroner had told them that she was actually probably alive for 45 minutes after the fall. That she had bled out. So if Inez had done something, Maybe she'd still be alive. Maybe Inez did do something, and that's why she tumbled over. And Donna said, I don't know if she pushed me, if I passed out and fell. I didn't go to the light. I needed to tell someone what happened, but nobody could hear me. Everyone in the room was quiet. Before anything else was said, I made the light, and Donna went into it. She asked if she could see her baby when she went to the light. You know, she had been through so much and she was just found out she was pregnant. But you know what? I needed her to go to the light. And I said, I think there's a good chance. And maybe there is. I, you know, I don't know. I don't remember ever being on the light. I'm sure I was, but I don't remember. 
And so she did go to the light. She really didn't want to hang around anymore. She told me to tell her parents she loved them and she was sorry and she left. Oh, on the way out, she's told her sister, Debbie, you can have everything in my room. It's okay. And all Debbie did was cry. She thought, oh, that's all my sister's stuff. I don't want her stuff. I want her. But this is life. I said, Jim said, for sure, she knew where Donna's body was and covered it up. She is guilty of that. And Jim called me the next day. Inez and her husband, Boxer's parents, were killed in a car accident. The next, and it was a one-car accident. Nobody else was involved. So did they figure it out? Did they think they were going to get in trouble? Did they decide to commit suicide? I have no idea. I don't know. And Jim asked me if I wanted to go to the funeral, their funeral. And I said, absolutely not. I said, in my opinion, the case is closed. That was pure guilt that killed them as far as I'm concerned. And no, I, I'm sure Donna had nothing to do with this. She was in the light. So don't get the idea that Donna made them crash and die. She would never have done that. And mm -hmm. that that's pretty much, I mean, sometimes cases just solve themselves. And this was, you know, she had such a thing for her son that no matter how old he was, she was going to be, and now we call them helicopter moms. Who knows what they were called, you know, overprotective mother or whatever. But if he was, I mean, why didn't she get him out of the gang or something like that? Why was it all about the pretty blue-eyed blonde not fitting into their family lifestyle? You know, sometimes karma hits back a little harder than, you know, just a stumble. That's you right. Know? That's right. And wow. I'm, I'm figuring, and I don't think... I don't remember seeing anything on the autopsy report that there were any drugs or anything involved, but I, I didn't want to look at it over again. And Jim never said anything, but obviously she did something to make her dizzy and woozy. That just didn't happen. You know, I don't know what she did, but she obviously did something. So I wouldn't have wanted to been standing at St. Peter's Gate if I was her at that point. No. Um, I mean, and how funny for her to stand up and make such declarations and leave the room. Surely that was enough to get the cold case detective to be like, ah, oh, innocent people don't act like that. Right. And I think she was trying to make a fool out of everybody else thinking that we're all crazy and believing in woo woo and voodoo stuff. And why would we even do that or take anything seriously? And, mm -hmm. and the thing that I was always curious about, did anybody tell her that what Donna had said, or did they just, they, somebody had to tell her, otherwise I don't think they would have died. Oh, I'm sure she already knew, you know, like it was getting ready to come out. 
you know, if nobody knew that, you know, she had taken that, you know, girlfriend to go see her mom. And if nobody questioned the grandma already, yeah, like, oh, she knew. Cause I'm sure the cold case detective would have been making a phone call to that grandma, you know, yeah. validating that trip somehow. Yeah, there was actually an interview that grandma was there, that they had been at grandma's house overnight and that, yeah, the they he did talk to the grandmother, but she never noticed anything out of the ordinary. She thought that, you know, that Donna was healthy. She looked good. So it had to be something from breakfast or maybe she gave her some water and, you know, here, drink some water. Who knows what she gave her? And right. maybe Who breakfast. Who, uh. <laughs> right. So, and being that she was smashed on rocks, in all honesty, would they even check for if anything in the blood? Who knows? I don't. It's know. hard to say. I mean, in a perfect world, I would like to say yeah, because because how do you go from standing at a lookout enjoying the scenery to at the bottom of said lookout? That's right. That's right. You know, um, especially when she didn't really have a medical condition you know, that she was constantly dizzy, constantly tripping. It wasn't like, you know, so why would you suddenly go further? Right. Yeah. And this was in, in all honesty, this was not a big city. This was in a little rural area and maybe it, it was something that they didn't even think about. Oh, another one went off the cliff. I mean, who knows it happens. So, right. you know, some people could fall down those ravines and never be found. So that's, and I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't what Inez was hoping for, that she would never be found. Right. Because I she mean, said in the beginning, she ran away. That's what she was trying to convince everybody that she ran away. Mm -hmm. That just, like I said, that just rang just a little untrue. Mm. Now I've done cases where the bad person had a ghost attached to them that just blabbered everything, but not in this case. So. Right. Huh. Interesting. Well, you know, I'm kind of glad at least there was, you know, some, some little comeuppance. Right. Right. You know, and um, I hope Donna got to hold her baby. I really, that would have been the perfect ending, but don't know about that. Right. Oh, I would like to think so. Yes, I think so. Well, I guess you're right. Not not necessarily a great happy ending to, you know, make us forget about February weather in Ohio, but it's still got a, a, a good ending in a way. It got a complete ending. Let's put it that way. There was no loose threads anywhere. Everything got answered. And that was that was the whole point of it. So it worked out just great. A, a cold case solved. Correct. I say it's a good thing. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening and joining in, everybody. If you don't already know, we put up episodes of our fun storytelling time with Marianne when ghosts speak every Wednesday morning. So, and when you're done listening, you can join us live on YouTube with Marianne Winkowski on YouTube and when uh, Goddess Elite on YouTube and come talk about the episodes that you just listened to. Let us know how you like it. If you have suggestions for other kind of episodes you might want to hear, 
drop it in the comments and uh, come chat. Everybody's uh, everybody's a load of fun. We end up laughing most of the time on on these live chats, I think. So <laughs> yeah, we do. That's for sure. They come up with some really goofy stuff. Yeah, so I wonder how much of this would be like in 5, 10, 15, you know, if we look back and go, did we really say that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And at my age, I'll have to look at that from beyond. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, and, and join us next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to When Go Speak. Join us again soon. Goodbye.